When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Wednesday, May 4th, and I'm uh, starting my day by doing a COVID test. I've got three minutes left, but the line isn't showing up. If, if you guys know these instant tests, it's C&T. I am not feeling sick, but um, a person I was working with in Orlando in the ticket booth um, just tested positive. But he's like he said, um, spreader monkeys or a.k.a. children. Um, he was with them on Sunday at a, uh, concert and he believes that that's where he got it, but he tested positive on an instant test. I told him to go to, to get the, um, uh, the, the, the PCR at a drive through. There's, they're so easy to schedule right now. I mean, honestly, COVID right now is so easy to just test for and, and make an appointment drive through, get tested. I've got two minutes left and the line I guess the C line, um, I don't know what the C line means, but the T line is what you're really looking for, I guess, on this instant test, and so far, nothing. So I, I haven't felt bad. Uh, I don't think that I have it, but it's a good way to start your hump day. <laughs> um, uh, and by the way, it's, it's Fed Day, and this is what we've been waiting for for two months, Fed Day. It's baked in, I'm telling you it's baked in. If he comes out with a three-quarter uh, point rate hike, uh, that probably isn't baked in, but a half point definitely baked in. Uh, Uber just announced earnings. Um, they're 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 they were hurt, but not as bad as uh, Lyft. <clears throat> uh, Lyft uh, just got killed. Um, what did they miss? Uh, let me look. Lyft missed on um, didn't they actually beat? But their guidance. Now I don't have this. Um, essentially it's the cost to the drivers. If they could, they'd have robo taxis and they would be making a ton of money. Um, but it, it, again, their demand is there. Um, you looked at Marriott, I got 30 seconds left on this, uh, test and so far it's negative. So, um, hopefully you guys don't hear the, the app say, Ooh, your test is done. But, uh, essentially, uh, Lyft, Marriott reported this morning, blew away earnings. Um, demand is there. We saw from Expedia, demand is there. Um, there's a significant cost. The guy from Lyft is now on uh, CNBC. They're down 25%. And I, w- I still wouldn't touch the stock. Um, you know, the cost of doing that business is just too much. And anybody that has taken a Lyft or an Uber, um, ooh, there's my result. I'll pause. I'll be right back. Okay, so now that we edited, I am negative, whoop, whoop. <clears throat> but Lyft, I wouldn't get into Lyft. Uber reported um, they are down slightly on their earnings as well. I haven't looked into it, but I wouldn't touch that one either. While we're on cars, uh, I know I've mentioned Ford. Um, Ford is one that I, I've always considered it's a hype play. Um, it's a Jim Cramer hype play. Yesterday, when he was on the, the, the morning show, he mentioned, hey, 
if we're going into a recession, Ford, GM, and others um, won't be selling as many cars. Uh, kind of hit me. He's deadening his uh, his his kind of hype. They reported earnings on April 27th. They have since kind of floundered. I don't consider this one a hype play anymore. Um, I do think that when the lightning starts being delivered, they'll start doing some hype. You could see that one, but wait on this one. Uh, I'll take this one off my favorites list. Um, so there's that one. Again, the Fed meeting at 2 p.m. today, you're probably going to see some floundering in the market. Uh, you do have some type of capitulation rally going on the past couple of days, but you should start to see um, some movement, I think, after 2 p.m. I think you might see, depending on the decision and some of the uh, the press conference that Powell uses, the language, uh, I think you may start to see some 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 movers and some movers in some of the beaten up names, which we'll get over um, uh, for some of the earnings that I think are today. Oil is up 3%. It's at 106. UCO is your trade. Let me look at the algorithm just to see. Um, UCO looks like it closed at 159. There's still a buy-in here at 165. Um, the MACD hasn't gone down. The RSI is at 47. It's not crazy to think that UCO could um, could hit back to 165. Once It's at 167 in pre-market. So you're, you're seeing some, some upward movement in this one. Um, I don't think that I'd trade this one today. I think there are better opportunities in the market. Um, but if you wanted to trade oil, UCO, and SCO are your, your bet. If you wanted to trade um, some of the natural gas stuff, boil uh, is, is your natural gas. That one's way up. Oof, God, look at this one. Boil closed at $99. It's up at 116 in pre-market, and it's still rising. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, KOLD is the opposite of that one. That's the short range. Um, ultra short, it is trading at $6.40. It closed at $7.55. Looks like yesterday it was up. Uh, you know, boil, again, boil is the crazy one. Um, you know, some of the natural gas stuff, I think Tom had mentioned some some natural gas, um, uh, UAN, what's UAN? Let me look at UAN, uh, CBR, PAR, can't even tell what these guys do, but, um, UAN, Mike, small, small cap, but it, it does have some momentum trading for it. Um, but we'll get into Tom's plays in a little bit. <clears throat> um, Marriott reported hotels and airlines. These are just some of my notes. Uh, are doing well. The consumer's strong. Essentially what you're seeing is, and, and this is why people are so ambivalent about a recession, uh, consumer stocks are reporting really strong strong earnings. What's, what's really hitting some of these are costs. Um, you know, Marriott even said their, their cost uh, is uh, for, for employment is going up. Um, who was it? Starbucks yesterday said that they're going to invest more in their employees. Um, you know, again, the costs are going up to, to, I think I read that March, um, 18 million people or something quit their jobs in March. Um, part of it uh, from survey results was because employers are asking them to go back into the office, which is ridiculous to me. You work this entire time remotely 
if your office is is better in the office, I mean, come on, there's a certain amount of people who can go into the office and work. I personally always worked better remotely. Um, it was just something that I did. <clears throat> I fit, said, felt much better about working remotely. But Marriott did say um, demand is crazy. And ironically, Marriott also uh, said that, uh, let me see, what's Marriott's symbol again? Let me look at MAR. Um, they're trading at 175 pre-market. They closed at 173. So not huge up, but they did say uh, they will begin their share buyback soon. That's how good Marriott's doing. Um, Moderna, favorite uh, podcast play, Moderna hype rally. This one should have been my earnings play today. If you haven't been listening the past two days, we got Devin right almost to the penny um, uh, for Devin when I tweeted that one out. Um, yesterday, AMD, uh, and we'll talk about AMD right now, but yesterday, AMD, I missed it by 50 cents. Literally missed it by 50 cents. Um, I would have been two for two on 10% plays on earnings. Uh, AMD just killed it, killed it yesterday. Every metric was amazing. They closed at $91. They're, they're at 97 pre-market. Um, they've gone all the way up to 98. I think they're t 100. Expect 100 to be a resistance level on this one. Uh, somebody asked me, is it too late to get in uh, on Twitter yesterday? I said, hey, let it hype down a little bit. Get the Fed um, rate decision out of the way. Uh, the P-E ratio in this one is 34. It's still high, but their earnings were so good that they're going to announce, they're going to grow into that P-E. Um, they announced that their guidance, rather than being 30% uh, you know, uh, growth of business, they're going to do 60% growth of business. Uh, this one's going back to 120. So on a pullback, I'll probably add to my position because again, I'm in at 114. Um, so my average cost needs to be brought down in, in my opinion, with a quality name like this, um, you look at NVIDIA, uh, NVIDIA, their earnings date is the 25th of uh, May. So there are good ways off. They're under 200 again. This PE ratio is 50, but if AMD did that good, imagine what NVIDIA is doing. Um, they're not going to release any guidance, blah, blah, blah. I, I kind of view this one as probably in the next earnings play when we get to that day of May 25th. Um, so, uh, again, AMD is, is that good. Uh, one of the billionaire hedge fund investors, Brad Gerstner, was on CNBC yesterday, and he mentioned several names that I actually like uh, and or own. One that he mentioned that he owns that he's probably uh, pretty unhappy about right now is Uber. Um, Uber reported this morning and while their earnings, their net loss widens as revenue rises. Um, so their revenue rise rose, but their cost of doing business, um, increased. This was a, this IPO I think at 40 today, it's at 27. It closed at 29. Um, they're not making money. Don't invest in a company that doesn't make money. But Brad, Brad Gerstner, this was one of the four stocks that he said he owns. Uh, Snowflake, Facebook, Microsoft, and Uber. Uber is the one, if you had to take three of the four, I would take Snowflake, Facebook, and Microsoft. Snowflake is a no-brainer. Uh, I think that company, while it doesn't currently make money, let me see that it doesn't make money. 
they're growing 100% on their contracts. Yeah, earnings per share minus 228 per share. So they're not making money. But this is a five-year play. I think this is a Kathy Woods five-year play if you want to know the truth. I think this one, you know, I own this one at an average uh, purchase price. Let me see. I own it in my IRA. Average purchase price, 185. I wrote it all the way up to like 230. Didn't sell it. Probably should have. Forgot about it. Small position, 5,000 bucks. I'll probably have my total position at $20,000 when I actually finalize my purchases. But they will all be under $200. Uh, in two years, my guess, it's back to $400 where it was. Um, you know, you got to make it through this, 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 this tightening cycle, the recession, quote unquote, blah, blah, blah. But as long as these guys continue to um, get a 100% contract increase year over year, they're going to go back to 400. So again, Snowflake is one that Brad Gerstner, Facebook, under 200, buy it all day long. Let's see, yesterday was a nice, what, 5, 6, 7% rally. Um, yesterday traded between 208 and 214, so 4%, somewhere in that neighborhood. <clears throat> um, it's trading at 211, wait for it to go under 200. Again, when it goes under 200, buy the rally. Uh, earnings date that they've already released earnings. They announced that, um, you know, the, the one thing that you have to worry about Facebook is uh, uh, the EU rate, EU regulation. EU is, is really into um, some of these social media platforms and specifically Facebook. Uh, in my mind, Twitter takes that pressure off them with Elon buying Twitter. Um, Twitter is trading down. It closed at 48.87, um, which is kind of at its low yet low day range yesterday. Um, it's trading at 4890. Uh, again, Elon wants to take this one private. He's announced yesterday, and the stock didn't move at all, that he probably will make it a public uh, company once he takes it private, fixes some things, and then makes it public. Um, so and Microsoft. Microsoft is the final Brad Gerstner one. Um, and Microsoft is trading at 281. Like I said, anything under 300 on this one, buy it all day long. Uh, this one's 52-week high is 350, 349.67 um, back in November. Brad Gerstner, if you don't know, called kind of the downturn in October. He said we're heading into a, a, a rough three months. He missed it slightly. Um, if, and some of these stocks... November was the top, um, the market per se. I think December and January was the top, um, at least in my portfolio, January was the top. But he, he only missed it slightly. Uh, his other indication was that he believes inflation has peaked. So inflation coming down should help the Fed. If they only do four rate increases this year, um, that's a plus to the market. So you're going to see the market take off. Uh, like he said, Snowflake is a big play for him. Um, I need to buy more at these levels. I put that in. Oh, CrowdStrike. He got out of CrowdStrike. I don't think he, he even said he doesn't know that that was the right move. Um, he just did it from a valuation perspective to move uh, money to other plays. And in my mind, CrowdStrike, um, Josh Brown on, on, on uh, CNBC, I, I respect him. I like his uh, vigor, if you will say. Uh, but. Uh, he's very good at, at identifying some of these companies. He's still in CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike under 200, buy it. It's going to rally to 220. You're going to make your 10%. Um, 
you know, again, they're, they're not making money. Their earnings date is June 1st. So you got some time before earnings, but CrowdStrike, um, there was a, a report, Cyber Reason, which is a cybersecurity company, has detected a Chinese espionage program um, that is out there. CrowdStrike, Zscaler, and PanW are my plays. Um, I don't own Zscaler yet. I probably will get into Zscaler. Um, let me look on the algorithm to see if Zscaler, if any of these names, let's look at Zscaler first, since that's personally, I'll be selfish. Um, you are in at 207 as of yesterday morning. Uh, I probably wouldn't buy it. I think this one's more capitulation weight on this one, even though the algorithm says yes, I think you can give it a day um, to see. The, the performance chart on this one, 90%. Versus buy and hold is 173%. And a lot of people have, um, some people have said, hey, your algorithm doesn't perform as well when you buy and hold. Well, remember the algorithm was built around COVID. So the algorithm that I have may not get you in and out um, uh, at, at peak times. You may be better buying and holding some of these stocks. Uh, if this Zscaler is not making money, um, they're a cybersecurity company. They're one of the largest. Um, actually they are making money, 13 cents per share. Um, but, uh, this is one, let's see, their 52 week high is 376. Their 52 week low is 157. You're closer to the low than you are the high. You're almost back to May 11th of last year, which was 157. You're almost back there. Um, you could have gotten under 200 yesterday because it traded, well, $200 and 43 cents, but you're almost back to where you were a, a year ago on this one. Um, not making money. Uh, this is one, you know, remember the algorithm was built to avoid drop downs like COVID. It's not built to optimize and to beat anything. It's to, um, give you a safer play and avoid those, those huge drop downs. Um, it will likely beat the S and P if you pick the right stocks. Um, Again, it's the, 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 the magic of the algorithm is not, hey, we're going to beat the S&P. That's a personal um, you know, goal. Uh, if you pick the right stocks, you will beat the S&P. If you don't pick the right stocks, you won't. The algorithm doesn't pick stocks. You can scan based on the algorithm since it's built on a MACD platform. You can use TrendSpider to scan for it and find stocks that will fit it, but it's never going to guarantee that it's going to go up. There's no guarantee in life. So you could lose, you could win, whatever you want. The algorithm is just meant, again, there's, there's a thing called a beta score versus the asset. And the beta in Zscaler, just to give you an idea, is 0.51. I, I think it's closer to one. It's like one is cash, zero is, hey, I'm just going to buy balls to the wall and hold. Um, I think that's what it is. It might be backwards, but again, this one's 0.51. So you make 90% if you get in and out. Uh, in a thousand candles, there were 24 positions. 10 of them were winners, 14 losses. Again, that's the key. You don't win as much as you actually lose more, but the algorithm gets you out before those big downturns. And in big, um, volatile markets like we have right now, this is, in my opinion, perfect algorithm to play. So CrowdStrike, uh, Zscaler, PanW, um, I, I, I like those. Um, there was another analyst on talking about how financials will gain um, in this one. 
he did bring up Bank of America, and I wanted to bring up Bank of America is a buy at 37.50 on the PM candle yesterday. Um, let's see what it's doing in pre-market. Um, Bank of America. Oh, come on. Let's see. Bank of America is at 37.41 in the pre-market, so it's slightly up. Again, I, I continue to say anything under 40 in Bank of America, buy it all day long. The P-E ratio is 10. Uh, let's look at Morgan Stanley's P.E. ratio. They're 10. J.P. Morgan P.E. ratio. Um, they're 9. So, um, Wells Fargo. Um, they are 9. So, if you don't like any of the, the individual banks, XLF. Um, P.E. ratio 0.66. So, I don't know that that's a fair value, but 12% short interest on uh, XLF. Um, let's look at some earnings plays. Uh, today after the bell, there were two that I found that are interesting, very risky. I might take one of these two. Uh, Etsy is one that uh, on April 28th, we had a buy at 100. You're still in that play. $100.78. You're trading at $100.50. Um, let me just see pre-market. You're trading at 102. So you're up 2% in the pre-market. Um, earnings after the bell today. I think you could get this for $100 today. Wait for a little pullback. Put in an order for $100.78 and you're right where the algorithm has you. Um, their earnings uh, will come out. Do, 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 do. I don't see any news necessarily on it, but this is one that um, their 52-week high is 307. What? Down 70%. Um, this is considered a pandemic play. Um, they could surprise you. And again, the, the PE is 29. So remember, the PE wants to be at 17. That is where the S&P is. So they're going to have to show some great growth to justify that. Uh, is it worth the risk on this one, I don't know. I personally, let's see, I own, do, 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 I bought um, $12,000 of this uh, back in, let's see, oh, I got bounced out. I didn't use Fidelity enough and it bounced me out. But let me look at my uh, purchase. I think this might have been May of 2020. I bought a whole bunch of these stocks that were flying in May of 2020. Um, no, this was actually November 2020. Uh, I purchased cost per basis 127. Don't know that it's getting back there. I am down 21%. Uh, I would particularly like to get an average um, uh, purchase price of about 110. So if I bought another $12,000 today, I could. I don't know that it's going up to 110, but a 10% move is 110. Uh, I could pull it back to even. But since it's a retirement account, I don't particularly have a huge. Uh, interest in this one, but I, I do think it's an opportunity again because the algorithm says um, 178. By the way, the performance chart you make four four point nine one percent with the algorithm, thirty one percent buy and hold, and this one has just been a roundabout. Um, it's over a thousand candles. You can see the fifty two week high uh, was on November again a November one. 
Um, another earnings play that I saw today in one of these high flyers is Twilio. And Twilio has just been beaten beyond belief. They are not making money. Uh, I used Twilio at Earthlink when I worked there right before I left. Um, I liked it. We used it as uh, an, an kind of a, a view into our IVR platform uh, to interact with customers where it would integrate email. Um, essentially, if a customer called in, we had multiple points of contact with them and we could track all of that with Twilio. Love, love, love the software. I think it gives you an incredible view into your business. Um, this is one that has just been crazy. Um, it's 52 week high to give you an idea is 412 back in July of last year. Um, 52 week low is 109. It is right at its 52 week lows. Um, it continued. In fact, yesterday was its 52 week low or I'm sorry. Um, Monday was its 52 week low. This is not making money. This is a Kathy Woods favorite. Um, that MACD is super low. It is super oversold uh, at, with the RSI is 33. Um, their earnings come out after the bell. And yesterday morning, we had a buy-in at 114. You're trading at 112, um, which is where it closed. You're going to trade at 112, probably on open. It looks like it's heading downward. So you might have an opportunity to, uh, to get this one uh, before earnings. But again, this is an earnings play, which is risk. I am two for two on earnings play. I don't know what I'm going to play, but keep an eye on Twitter to see what I'm going to play. Um, but I'm not sure I'm even going to play. I'm going to do a little bit more research, but um, I would like to buy something today. To and It might be a smaller buy. Again, I missed AMD yesterday by 50 cents, kicking myself. Um, is it 97.42 in pre-market, uh, which would have been a nice, nice gain on that one um, to bring my stuff down. But again, you can't win them all. Uh, Devon Energy, let me see what I'm up on Devon Energy. <clears throat> I think that's even up again today. 13, 14%, 13.96. So um, made a couple thousand dollars on that one already. Uh, it's been a good week for me. So let's hope I can hit the hat trick. Um, let's see. Oh, Tupperware is down 25%. TUP, just so you know, they released earnings. Horrible. Um, whatever was an interesting one that I saw today. Tom's picks and recommendations. Let's get to these. I promised him I would. And he had them flying yesterday. And yes, they did fly. So first one is Zim. We had a buy-in, like I've said, at 56.51 on this one. Um, back on April 27th, I've been saying that, that I think this one's good. I like it. I was just waiting. You've got an earnings date coming up on May 17th after the bell. Um, this one today is trading at 62. Let's see what it is in pre-market. But shippers are going a little nuts. It's at 63 in pre-market. Uh, the 10-day volume is 4.2 million. The 90-day volume is 4.6 million. Uh, the PE ratio is 1.6. This is one that gave a $17 dividend on its last um, earnings. Earnings date is 518. Um, they may announce another another dividend. Uh, this one very well likely could go. Um, my guess is, you know, again, there's this gap from the dividend between 79 um, and 85. 
Is it going back to that? I don't know. It's touching the 200-day on a four-hour chart right now. Um, the volume doesn't look to be there to really um, guide it, but there was volume on huge down days. Uh, I think this one loves to just be beaten. On the, the big down day, uh, April 25th, the RSI went down to 30, I'm sorry, down to 24 um, in the morning candle, and it's been going up ever since. But again, buy-in at 56.51. I think if you can get this one at 60 at some point today, I think you buy it yesterday's range was 57 to 62. Kind of took off in the morning and just kind of stayed there. Um, it dipped down to about 61.25. It looks like at about 2.43 p.m., um, it looks like it might start to dip down a little bit, uh, but hold on to that one. Uh, it's a good one. I, I think that's a great pick. DAC, Tom said, hey, yesterday there was something going on with it. It did dip down pre-market, um, kind of jumped up right at open. Um, this one closed at 85.12. It's trading at 86 in pre-market. Uh, I think this one on the algorithm has a buy-in as well. Let's see. DAC, we have a buy-in at 82.51, so not too far off from where we are today, on April 29th. Their earnings are coming up on May 17th. So you've got a little bit of time between now and then. Um, again, I, I would kind of wait for the Fed decision. Even on some of these, I probably won't buy until the afternoon just to see what that Fed decision does. Next one, Tom believes in TGH, Textainer. We've kind of gone over this one too. You have a buy-in um, April 29th at 34.30. You're at 35.29. Uh, let's see what they're doing in pre-market. Uh, they are at 30. They close at 35.33. Their trading looks like between 34 and 35. So maybe slightly down. It's micro cap. This one's super small. Um, TRTN. Let's look at this one. Um, TRTN, you've got, uh, it is trading, it closed 64.84, kind of shot up yesterday. Um, good move yesterday. Uh, TRTN, let's look at the algorithm. Uh, a lot of these are, by the way, micro caps. They're, they're small. So if you get in, my suggestion would be to use smaller lot sizes, um, not larger. Sometimes it, it's hard to sell all of these lot sizes. Um, it was years back, GBTC, when that was trading back in 2017, I remember trading that one. It was smaller lot sizes, and I remember buying like, you know, 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 shares in a day and making like 10, 15% on the, that, that particular stock. But it would literally take Fidelity or TD Ameritrade probably 20 minutes to actually process those, that amount of shares. <clears throat> and so I was always sitting there waiting and uh, I had uh, specific limit sales on them. So it wouldn't always fill, blah, blah, blah. It would take a long time. But TRTN is a buy. They, ha uh, they announced earnings, it looks like, on May 2nd. So you don't really have a catalyst on this one, but it is still going. We had a buy-in at 62.14. You're up over the 200-day and the 50-day right now. Um, the 50-day is moving towards the 200-day on a death cross, uh, but I, I think you're going to use the 200-day as, as support level from this point. Um, the RSI is at 60, so I probably wouldn't buy into this one right now. Uh, next one of Tom's lips, NMATX Matson. 
Um, this is one that has been beaten down. Um, the RSI was down at 14, it looks like, on April 8th. Um, they just had a huge downturn here. Um, I think this is a micro cap as well, but we'll, we'll take a look. You had a buy-in at 87.13, um, MATX. Let's see this one. Uh, it has been beaten down. The uh, 52-week high is 125. It's trading at 93 pre-market. 91 is where it closed yesterday. Um, 52-week low. Um, this time last year, May 12th, it was at 59. So um, you've had quite a, quite a good run in this one. Uh, and again, it's a small cap. Uh, 10-day volume is 613,000. 90-day volume is 493,000. So you do have some volume probably pushing this one up. Uh, Fang, which just reported right along with Devin. Uh, this is Diamondback Energy. Uh, we had a buy yesterday at 135.34, um, right after earnings. Their ex-dividend date is on May 11th. Um, let's look at their yield. Um, their yield is 2%, 2.06. Um, they're trading at 139 pre-market. Again, energy is just kind of soaring. And Fang's 52-week high is 147 back on March 25th. So you're not too far from the 52-week the high, but do I think that, you know, there, there's an opportunity here in, in my mind, um, you know, they're earning their PE ratios at 8.96. Let's look at Devin versus 8.96. Yeah, Devin's at 12. So Fang, in my mind, is probably even a better buy than Devin uh, at this point. You probably, and, and you do have room to run in energy. So uh, UAN, which is, uh, I went over this one earlier, uh, CVR. I don't know what, what, what it, but it, this one's a micro cap. 178,000 shares in 10 day, 150,000. Uh, he believes in this one. Um, trading at 161, 154 is the, the close price. Uh, and then finally, ET, which is doo -doo -doo -doo, energy transfer. It's a pipeline company. Um, they are a large cap, 23 million shares, 23.5 million in the 10 day, 22 million in the 90 day. So you do have volume on this one. It's at 1196 in pre market, 1174. Um, let's look in the algorithm, by the way, at UAN before I go to ET in the algorithm. UAN, you don't, you would be out, but probably in the next couple of, um, couple of candles, you might have a MACD cross up and probably CVR partners, it's a limited partnership. Uh, let's look at energy, um, transfer, which is, uh, their earnings are coming up. May 4th, ooh, their earnings are coming up uh, today, post-market. You've got a MACD cross-up here. Uh, $11.74 is where you're at. Um, their 52-week high is $12.08 on 421, so April 21st, just a little bit while ago. Um, I think if you can get this at close to 11.74, yesterday's range was 11.30 to 11.78. Um, their earnings are coming up. The dividend yield is 6.81%. So this one has a crazy good yield. Um, again, energy. Uh, I think they're going to announce record earnings. You know, this could be another Devon. Uh, it's post-market. So you could have an opportunity in that one. So add that one. So today's earnings plays Etsy, Twilio, and energy transfer. 
I will probably make a, de- a decision later today. But Tom, this one is the most interesting of the stocks that you have. I think this and Zim are the two that, that I particularly think are good. Zim has had a little bit of a run, so I'd probably take a little bit off the, ta- the top on that one. Um, if you want a financial pick, BAC or Wells Fargo, I believe those two have more room to run. Um, Snowflake, great buy. Facebook under two, uh, 200 if it gets there. I don't think it'll get there today. Microsoft, buy it all day long. Um, I think that that's a fantastic one. Um, MRNA, jeez, should have gotten in on this one again. Should have seen that it was pre-market. Um, yeah, we had yesterday buying at 141 Ugh, in the morning candle. Where are we at? 150-something, yeah, 154. Um, should have seen that. I, I didn't have an alert on, so honestly missed that one. Pre-market, um, Bitcoin's flying, um, Ether's, Ether. ETHE is flying up um, $20.85. You do have a buy-in yesterday, uh, $20.42 on Ethereum ETHE. Um, that one is way up. You've got the ARCs slightly up. Um, AMD's up 6%. Like I mentioned yesterday, great earnings on that one. Baba's down 2%. Um, but pre-market. Oh, one that I want to bring up again, Occidental, up 2.4% in pre-market. Um, they've got earnings coming out, um, and I would play this one around earning uh, May 10th, so next week. Um, that, that's going to be crazy good. That's, that's one that Warren Buffett bought into. Uh, I think that one hits all-time highs again. So uh, Occidental's one that, that's way up in pre-market, 2%. Um, that is it. Exxon up 1.5%. Energy's your play. Again, Devon is, is way up. Uh, I gotta add Devon into my owned list. I don't have this one in my own list. Um, so Devon Energy up 2.49%. Um, great market. Wait for the 2 p.m. Fed meeting. Uh, there should be an... I don't know that there's going to be an opportunity before the 2 p.m. for some of these stocks, but if I see a significant downturn, Twilio, AMD, and ET. Uh, I'm sorry, Twilio, Etsy, and ET. Those are the plays. Um, I think I think today you could make my... Oh, I do want to say something too. Google. You're crazy if you're not adding Google, Apple. Like I said, oh, Apple did have a buy yesterday. Um, let me, I, I think I put this out on Twitter Buy at 159.49. Um, let's see what Apple's doing in the pre-market Apple in the pre-market is 159.31. You did have a buy. The last couple of buys on Apple haven't been good because you've, you've lost some money. Um, the chart performance, the algo is 72% versus a 110% asset performance. And that's just because Apple has been in an upward trajectory. Um, it's gotten you out on some of these downturns, but again, the downturns, when you look at like a monthly on Apple, uh, or we can just look at a weekly, <clears throat> the weeklies, I mean, you're only touching the 50 day. Last time you touched this 50 day, uh, at about 150 March 14th, you went all the way up to 180, um, by April 4th. So Apple's a great play, great play on this one. Buy it all day long. Anything else? Like I told my parents, under 170, use this as your, uh, your savings account. Um, 
Apple, their uh, PE ratio is 25. So it, it's a little bit high. The market wants PE ratios at 17. Remember that the PE ratio, it wants it at 17. So without something crazy good happening, it's going to drag it down to 17. But do I think Apple's going to 140? I don't think so. I think you've got the half point baked in in Apple. I think if it goes up to three quarters of a point, you may get pulled down to 155, um, which would be a you know four or five percent move uh, in my mind. You buy it all day long. Apple Apple's going to be there. Apple's not going to zero. Um, if you do see a crazy crazy uh, slide today um, with something, remember you Vixie is your friend. Um, that might be a play. I've made 10, 15% on this one in a day. This one's way down. The VIX, so you know, is at 29. It's under 30 again. Um, the VIX, you know, some of the folks say that the VIX will go to 40 um, before it'll go to 20. I think from, you know, under 30, you kind of take it for what it is. It's not, it, you know, it, it, with today's Fed decision, I, I don't think you're going to see it go to 35. I think that, my personal opinion, I could be wrong. We're going to see a half point rate hike. Uh, earnings are still good. Things are still positive. I don't think Powell's going to shock the market. If he's going to shock the market, it's going to be next month, you know, in June. So wait for that decision. Okay, that's it. I've rambled enough. Take care. I am COVID negative.